3: from
0: kqed good morning this is the california report i'm Saul gonzalez in los angeles we're going to devote this show to inflation and how it's affecting californians first up with summer in full swing vacationers are heading to places like lake tahoe but seasonal workers at vacation spots around the lake are feeling the effects of the rising cost of living here's cap radio sarah mises tan with more
3: Service industry advocates say inflation is adding extra pressure for many low-wage employees. 30% of Lake Tahoe's population identifies as Latino or Hispanic, and most work to support the tourism industry. Bill Martinez is the director of the South Lake Tahoe Family Resource Center, a nonprofit offering bilingual services to Latino families.
0: Those are the folks who are working in the service industries and are really struggling with uh, inflation here in South Lake Tahoe and are not sure what to do. Uh, It's becoming more and more difficult to put uh, food on the table and pay rent.
3: Carol Chaplin is the president and CEO of the Lake Tahoe Visitors Authority. She says the area has been hit hard by a housing crisis and combined with inflation it's causing a worker shortage.
2: When you look at the fact that many of our employees also live, you know, a little bit farther away and are commuting and then you impact that with the gas prices and that kind of thing it, it's
3: definitely taking its toll. She says tourism numbers for the season are looking similar to past years. But visitors can expect to see restaurants with shorter hours and more limited menu items, a reflection of the impact of inflation. For the California Report, I'm Sarah Mises-Tan in Sacramento.
0: Hey, so we all know prices are way up for groceries and gasoline. But inflation is also creating double-digit rent hikes for some Californians. In Southern California, KPCC's housing reporter David Wagner explains inflation's effect on renters and why rent control isn't stopping the increases. Last
2: month, Magali Lopez got an email about the Pasadena apartment she and her mom have lived in for more than a decade. It said their rent will be going up 10% in August. So, Lopez sat down with her mom to discuss their budget.
3: We just had a whole conversation about how life is just so much more expensive.
2: Lopez, a recent college grad, says the cost of gas and groceries is already skyrocketing. Now, inflation is coming for her rent, too.
3: My mom and I did discuss moving out. We used to have family that also lived in the same apartment complex, and most of them have also left."
2: Lopez says if rent keeps going up 10% every year, they'll have to leave too. Double-digit increases are coming for many LA area renters, despite state and local laws meant to stop massive rent hikes. That's because those laws allow rents to rise with inflation. And with annual inflation in LA soaring by more than 8%, some tenants are now getting increases they haven't seen in decades. It's certainly a new phenomenon after really 20 plus years of having inflation rates, you know, in the 1, 2, 3% range. Shane Phillips is a housing researcher with the UCLA Lewis Center for Regional Policy Studies. He says inflation is generally seen as a fair standard for calculating rent increases. The thinking goes if costs rise for landlords, they should rise for tenants too. But Phillips says when inflation rises faster than wages, renters fall behind. It's going to be a challenge, of course. I think a lot of people with gas prices and other things where they're at, they're already struggling. And so This is not going to make matters easier. This dynamic is playing out across California. The Statewide Tenant Protection Act will allow rent increases of 10 percent next month. Inglewood has approved increases of up to 10 percent, depending on apartment building size. And Santa Monica passed a 6 percent increase, the highest possible limit in the city. Former Santa Monica Rent Control Board Commissioner Nicole Phyllis worries about seniors on fixed incomes.
1: They're going to have a really difficult time staying in their units because these increases are at historic levels.
2: With huge increases on the horizon, some local lawmakers are trying to rein in rent hikes. Burbank City Councilman Constantine Anthony recently asked city staff to report back on the possibility of enacting rent control in the city. He says recent polling shows that 60% of Burbank residents view rent control as an urgent priority. This post-pandemic price gouging, it's making the argument for them. Santa Monica's city council recently voted to put a measure on the November ballot that would cap increases at 3%. The move came over the objections of landlords. Despite high inflation, some cities have much lower caps on rent increases. Baldwin Park and Santa Ana limit increases to 3 percent, and the city of LA continues to ban all increases in rent-controlled apartments during the pandemic. Victor Cal with the California Apartment Association says this approach fails to account for the rising prices landlords are paying to repair and maintain their buildings. They're facing the same inflationary pressures as everybody else. The same costs at the supermarket, the same costs at trying to get repairs done. So the question then becomes, well, whose pocket is this really coming out of? But in many parts of LA, large rent hikes are forcing tenants to make tough decisions. North Hollywood renter Kiana Johnson lives in a newer building exempt from rent control. She and her roommates were able to negotiate a 10% rent hike down to 9%. Johnson still feels like she's being squeezed out. If it's going to keep
1: climbing like 10% each year, then there's no way anybody could afford that.
2: With rent rising so quickly, Johnson says her dream of saving to buy a home is slipping away.
1: I genuinely don't think I'll be able to ever get a house.
2: At this point, Johnson says she's resigned to being a renter. But even that feels increasingly out of reach. For The California Report, I'm David Wagner in Los Angeles.
0: The head of the California National Guard, Major General David Baldwin, has announced he's stepping down from his command position. This comes after a Los Angeles Times investigation into the State Guard. It found allegations of racism, homophobia, and antisemitism within the ranks of officers and reprisals against whistleblowers. Baldwin has led the California National Guard since 2011 and will be succeeded by Major General Anthony Beavers. The 20,000 member State Guard assists with with a response to natural disasters and other state emergencies, and providing support to U.S. military operations abroad. Most recently, the California Guard was involved in the training of the Ukrainian military before that country was invaded by Russia. Yesterday, we told you about how the sale of electric vehicles in the U.S. has reached record levels, led by California. But a new report from Bloomberg is raising questions about whether a key Chinese supplier for EV batteries to companies like Tesla and BMW might be relying on forced labor. That would violate a new U.S. law barring the import of goods using such labor. KQED's Rachel Myro reports.
3: China's top lithium producer is partnering through a subsidiary with a state-backed entity in Xinjiang, the region home to Uyghurs, and widely reported human rights abuses against them by the government. Ganfeng Lithium said in a statement to Bloomberg, the talks are in early stages and the company prioritizes social responsibility, which includes defending employee rights. BMW said in a statement, its Gangfeng Lithium supplies come from Australia. No comment yet from Tesla. For the California Report, I'm Rachel Miro.
0: Let's go to the heart of Orange County. There, construction of a spiffy new train that's supposed to encourage people to get out of their cars and use mass transit is hurting merchants in a historic Latino shopping district. KCRW's Megan Jamerson reports.
1: On a regular old Thursday in January, Marcella Rodriguez was at the travel agency she's owned and operated in downtown Santa Ana for 30 years when a man wearing construction gear walked in. And he came
3: and said, do um, you guys have a back door? And I said, no, why? He said, oh, because we're going to be starting working here and you need. Uh, there's no way you're going to be able to go into your business. And I'm like, what? The
1: next week, his crew ripped up a two-block stretch of 4th Street, closing off the street to cars, blocking parking, and bringing noise and dust. This disruption is for a project called the OC Streetcar. It's the first of its kind in Orange County, a four-mile electric train that is estimated to be up and running in 2024. And when it is, supporters of the project say it's a win-win for reducing traffic and emissions while also bringing more customers to the shopping district. Five months since construction started, you can see the rail line taking shape in the street. But you can't drive up and park in front of Rodriguez's storefront. Her revenue has dropped 90 percent. And a month ago, she had to lay off her two employees.
3: And it's really sad. I mean, it's really embarrassing. You tell them, I don't have money to keep paying you.
1: An Orange County Transit Authority spokesperson wrote in an email to KCRW that they sympathize and, quote, understand that construction projects like this can be difficult. And here's what OCTA says they are doing to ease that difficulty. They gave $400,000 to the Downtown Business Improvement District to increase advertising for downtown. And then after complaints and a protest, the OCTA added hundreds of signs, including electronic marquees and sidewalk decals, providing walking and parking directions. That didn't work, local merchants say. Most businesses downtown are old school and advertise through word of mouth. So the business district started buying Spanish-language newspaper and radio ads, like this one.
3: Visita la calle 4 in Santana Ana para explorar todas las tiendas, restaurantes...
1: But business owners like Dana Joseri say it's not enough because of the lasting damage done during the early weeks of the project, like how it took several weeks to install signs in both English and Spanish to say businesses are open.
0: So, you know, ultimately, this, we're, we're guinea pigs. Just like their marketing, just like the signage, everything you saw in the community outreach, it's them figuring out what they should be doing after the fact.
1: Jazeri is among the business owners calling for the OCTA to look into creating their own business interruption fund. The Transit Authority would give cash payments to business owners. It's been done before. Los Angeles Metro has done that to help keep businesses open during the construction of the Crenshaw Expo line. But in Orange County, the Transit Authority said in an email to KCRW that after consulting with its legal counsel, that they were not, quote, Authorized to provide direct financial support to local businesses through a business interruption fund, which would constitute a gift of public funds. Now, the city of Santa Ana and the Orange County Board of Supervisors have pulled together just over $4 million to help the area's businesses pay rent. Back at Rodriguez's travel agency, it's very quiet. The phone hasn't rung once all morning and no customers have walked in. Rodriguez applied for the city and county grants and she's received $4,300 so far. She says she's extremely grateful, but that only covers two and a half months' rent.
3: So, uh, I mean, if you do, if you know a little math, you can see right there that I can't survive like this if this gets much longer.
1: The street in front of her business is scheduled to reopen by Thanksgiving. For the California Report, I'm Megan Jamerson.
0: And finally this morning, got any plans between July 14th and July 30th, 2028? Too early to ask? Well, those are the official dates for the 2028 Summer Olympic Games in Los Angeles, officially announced yesterday. The Summer Games will kick off with an opening ceremony at two locations, the Coliseum in L.A. and SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, and feature 800 events in 40 sports. The official dates for the Paralympic Games in L.A. were also announced. They'll start on August 15th with two weeks of competition. And that's the California Report for Tuesday, July 19th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and talk tomorrow.
2: Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. Paint Care, now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org and Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food, on the web at theschmidt.org. Do
1: you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book.